Hello and welcome to the Bone Torah Podcast. This is episode 96. Annabelle. Here we are tonight. It's me, Kev. Jess is with us. Hello. And you in. Hello. Larry. Full house. A full house. What have we been doing this week? Um, Well, it was two weeks because we cancelled last week, which was my fault and my apologies for that. It was kind of late notice, but I didn't feel that good and I was rushing around. So decided to uh, postpone to this week. But what have I been doing? Not too much, really. It's getting through life. Um, plenty of horror. Just trying to think, there are some important things I have been doing. Um, I just got home from the football, watching my local football team draw with the top of the table team from London, Arsenal. So that was good. They literally got in about an hour ago. Um, Jess, what you got up to? I know, new job. Yep. I started my new job. Um, that's about it, really. Went out last night. I'm very tired. I remember why I don't drink wine. Um, <laughs> yeah. What that's wine was it? it? White, red? Or was you mixed? Uh, it just rose. Yeah. It's a good way to get your job, isn't it? Rose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think I drank that much, but apparently I had. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sick you? this time. So, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I had a few last night. I was watching uh, some UFC. You guys probably don't even know what that is, do you? Isn't that yeah. wrestling of a kind? Yeah. yeah Which is like is. fighting. Yeah, so was, I, I watched the whole show because it was on in, I think it was in Dubai or somewhere like that. And it, it literally started quite early. It was on like at five and it finished about 10. Oh, that's quite so, good. Usually they're yeah, really late. It's, it's in the middle of the night in America. But um, so I watched that. It was pay per view. Watched that. That was great. And then by then I'd had about four beers i think and remembered i needed to watch dan's hot pick so then i watched that i think <laughs> we remember went about half 12 <laughs> well, i do it was so good that i had another beer as well um so <laughs> it was it was it was a long after and then i, I and i had a chinese as well a, Ch- a chinese uh food am i allowed to say that chinese yeah 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 okay yeah. i'm gonna offend anyone yeah so Ch- well, yeah. as long as you weren't eating a chinese person i think no yeah, <laughs> But yeah. each, eating a person is what we get onto in Dan's hot pit later. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. So, you and what you been up to? Um, well, uh, so the week, so, so, so I mean, the, the last podcast we did, uh, uh, I remember feeling very ill. I think I, I said so on the podcast, and uh, I tested uh, positive after after the podcast. So yeah, I, so after, after two years of avoiding it, I finally, I finally got it. It finally got me. Um, was it and good? so, yeah, Enjoy. Was it, was it, good? <laughs> it was actually, it was actually okay. It was, it was just a quite a heavy cold really. or, yeah. or, you know, if you had flu or something, it's just, uh, and you know, I, I've had, um, not the latest booster, but I've had all the boosters and vaccinations before that. So I'm assuming that that was why I had a, had a decent time of it. Um, uh, and then, yeah, so that was just about basically like 10, 11 days just inside. It's funny because uh, someone texted me, one of my friends from school texted me um, 
and said, oh, you, you okay? I heard you got COVID. This was sort of like the tail end of my COVID thing. And uh, we got into a bit of a conversation. He said, oh, yeah, I, I hated it when I got it because I had to stay inside for such a long time. And I was like, I've, I've got to be honest. Like, I kind of liked being inside for, 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 for that amount of days. I mean, that that is that is kind of me <laughs> in a nutshell. I just, I'm just I'm just fine with it. Um, I think by the sort of 10th or 11th day, though, you're kind of like... You, kind of get a bit stir crazy and I had to go outside and went to the cinema and that was fun. Um and uh and yeah so it's been just a mixture of recovering and work and um yeah pretty much pretty much it. Nice. I like I like that from uh from Dan. Um, <laughs> hashtag you in for PM. So we, yeah, we well, are looking I, for a new one. So. Yeah well he he sort of um sort of responded replied to one of my tweets with that i can't remember what it was though i think it was around <laughs> the time liz trust resigned i think i was complaining about something on twitter <laughs> and then he's just like nice. hashtag you for bm that's a nice. great hashtag that yeah it's, it's good let's make it I, I don't i don't want the job <laughs> <laughs> Trend, trending just want to just want to make that clear <laughs> so larry so you've been um, all over the place drinking heineken i presume uh, well yeah so i went to Obviously Amsterdam, which was really good fun, and then came back, um, and then not last weekend was my birthday, um, which was really good fun. I also too drank a lot that weekend, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it was just very chilled. Just kind of like you know, um, obviously got back and then just mainly stayed here. Um, didn't really do anything major just just stayed in and just watched a bunch of stuff and it was good fun um and then yeah that's, that's just working really and then um also trying to watch some new some new stuff because obviously when got back from holiday and obviously starting from that birthday weekend i just tried to find as much stuff as i could to watch um not all yeah. necessary horror but watch some good watch some good ones as well nice um next week it's a podcast i can't do at the weekend because I'm off to France on Thursday mm -hmm. until Sunday night, late or early hours of Monday. Um, so we'll have to do something either midweek or... Mid so you're just getting me, Jess, and Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> so you could do that if you want. Um, but I, I won't be around. I, I won't won't be around. Cause, yeah, it's, and then we come back and then we've got Halloween on the Monday. Yeah. Which is amazing. Right, so we move on to this uh, Annabelle, which I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. A couple begins to experience terrifying supernatural occurrences involving a vintage doll shortly after their home is invaded by satanic cultists. Right. Yeah. That is it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say something. So, 2014, 99 minutes long, directed by John R. Leonetti. Um, don't know much of his work. I watched Butterfly Effect, but apparently did Butterfly Effect 2. Didn't know they existed. Um, so, it's the prequel to The Conjuring, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Annabelle Wallace as Mia. Um, I think I know her. She's very nice. She was in Peaky Blinders, I think. She one. was, yeah. She played um, Gracie. And someone called Ward, who played John Form, um, her husband, had a budget of six and a half million and a box office of 257 million. 
257 sorry that's that's a ridiculous i mean well i mean well done i guess but it was what that's that's so much yeah. for this film it is it is too much <laughs> so rotten tomatoes what are we thinking i think 20. i i think i accidentally saw it okay and i think i think i think larry's i think larry's in the right ballpark from what i remember I'm just saying 20 because exactly. I'd be upset if it's any right. higher. Jess, <laughs> did you like this, Jess? I've got a funny feeling you did. I don't mind it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't hate it. No. Yeah, it's what it is. But... 29. Oh, wow. cool. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting <laughs> it to be that low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I better put some on silent. Apologies, my camera's going off. Um, I watched it again last week. I think maybe a couple of days before we were meant to put out the podcast. And this is strange because I own this movie, and I think I've watched it a couple of times, but I don't remember anything about it until I watched it again. And it was literally. So much of it, I think. I think I think I must have been on my phone and stuff like that when I watched it the first time. <laughs> no, um, no, don't blame you, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there are some great scenes in it. I'm not going to deny that. Um, and I think Annabelle's kind of the star of it. Um, yeah, she, sort she of. was definitely the best actor I would have thought. <laughs> so, um, it looked it looked cheap. I think I'm not wrong in saying that. No, I mean, it's it's again, it's usually said because I, it was, it's such an obvious um, cash grab to me this film, because mm. it was made, I, I think, very quickly in the sense that The Conjuring came out, I think, in 2013, yeah, um, and then Annabelle came out in 2014, and I think between the films, they they, I mean, The Conjuring made a killing, obviously, we all know, um, and they thought, okay, we've got to make something quickly. What it, what it is so oh yeah let's make something about annabelle the doll um and you can kind of tell that it was i i i often don't like saying things like um it was a rush job when it comes to filmmaking because because so much is so you know there's lots of labor involved and everything like that but you can tell in this film especially in terms of the the screenwriting i think so much was rushed you can you, you can just tell because it's so sort of it shit. feels, yeah, but not only shit, but bland. It was, yeah. it was. I'm not having you calling it shit though. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I no, think. no, fair. I have had more excitement. Annabelle shit was good. The doll was film, good. So we can't the doll call was it shit. No, the doll was good. So... <laughs> I, I just don't. I just find that this whole franchise, to me. I said this with the first one. The first one, I think, is okay. It's not gr it's not great, in my opinion, but that's, I think, down to personal opinion. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, like, I just find that they, as Ewan said, they, they, they're they rushed. They, they clutch at straws really badly. Um, you know, any property, like any sort of ghost story now, they're just like, oh, this is an urban legend or something. or And, and, they, and is, they, they yeah. focus in on it, and it's like, oh, big production. I mean... Annabelle has two more sequels. I know one is a prequel, but it, like in what world? The second one's great. 
But it's, I'm, but it's not, I'm, not having, I'm not having you say that shit. I'll tell you that. Is this like because I because I have a different opinion of uh, of Conjuring Two than I have to you, Lawrence? Obviously, but it's um, but it's it, but it was interesting how because I mean, the thing is with James Wan is that you can tell he's at least trying. I think you know whatever you think of I, I well okay I think he's at least he's he's, he's, a, he's a good director I will give like hundred yeah. percent would never say he's a shit director like he is a yeah. good director but it just pains me to see why he has fallen into this kind of trap of like I, I almost feel like a producer has sat him down and being like look Conjuring One was was decent. So let's build a Marvel Cinematic Universe, but with your Conjuring Universe. And I just, I hate that so much yeah. because it's just dumb. And they're not, they're not to the par, like there are so many more interesting things. I mean, I know we just, like it was a few podcasts ago, but in that first one, I find that, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, yeah, agree. Dan, I agree. I agree. So Dan's just said, uh, "How can a woman sitting in a house slash apartment for two hours cost millions to produce?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely. just, I just, I just find that there were so many different avenues to take with this franchise that could have been very, you know, you could have still had your, your, your. I don't. When I say generic, I don't mean that as a as a bad comment, but you could still have generic horror in there of your jump scares and stuff. But I would really would have liked it to delve into some more you know, concepts that maybe kind of test the audience as well, or like maybe explore the the mythology of these horrors, the stories of them, like, is it true? Is it false? And instead yeah. they're just like, nah, ghost, it's demon yeah. in the doll. Demon but in the doll. <laughs> it's just like, oh. Yeah, but what's extraordinary about Annabelle is that um, unlike sort of Conjuring and Conjuring 2, which explore, as you said, sort of real, real whatever instances of uh, ghosts or poltergeists or whatever and they you know they go they obviously they go their own way with it but they try and cover that with annabelle it's interesting because they start with the true story and then they go off on a completely different Tangent. thing presumably because there wasn't enough true story in order to <laughs> in order to fill you know an hour 40 of, of material so they've loosely got the annabelle doll and they've put it in this really weird scenario where it's set in i think 1969 um and they've contextualized it in in quite um i don't know i i, I feel like it was slightly tasteless that they, they contextualized it with the manson family murders um yeah. and obviously I, I mean annabelle's not the only one that's guilty of this there have been loads of movies that have you know taken advantage of of the the storyline of Sharon Tate and stuff and you know I, I don't have a go at them but it it felt in this case so it starts off so it, it starts off with the this couple moving into their um California home in California mm. um in 1969 um it's a suburban neighborhood everyone's friendly they go to their church um and then uh the I can't remember I can't remember her name but the 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 wife um is, is sort of she says um she implores her um husband to to lock the door um which again contextualizes it slightly it kind of sort of this is the threshold this is when uh, america loses their innocence you know all, yeah. all that stuff which is a bit on the nose but i was like okay fine and then they <laughs> they have her watching the tv report of the manson murders that was the first red flag for me i was like okay um 
this will be interesting. And then uh, it transpires that, um, and uh, so, so for those who don't know, Manson Family was like a cult. I mean, people have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I guess. But, yeah. um, you know, cult who uh, killed uh, Sharon Tate and uh, a number of other people in, in California. Um, uh, and Charles Manson was sort of responsible um, for sort of... Indo- indo- yeah, indoctrinating indoctr- really. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and so th- this film follows kind of loosely from that, where a satanic cult um, uh, invades the home of the family next door and kills them and then tries to enter um this couple's house um and one of the daughters um uh picks up the annabelle doll and kills herself and the blood works its way into the annabelle doll and becomes one with it um i didn't like that no no it's so bad Uh, it's so bad, and they're clearly clutching at straws. The writers, or the the writer, I should say, um, Gary Doberman, I, th- I think, uh, who actually is. I mean, he he carried on to work on the Conjuring franchise. I think he wrote the Nun. Um, he wrote the next Annabelle stuff, um, but he also I I was trying to figure out where I knew his name from, and he was actually one of the co-writers of the um, the first two it, of the two It films. Um, which surprises me which surprises me a little bit I, yeah but i but think I, I think being a co-writer i think someone else yeah. probably took the lead on that yeah i do wonder what stage because i think it like went through two stages where there was a script and then it was heavily rewritten and, and stuff yeah. like that so i don't know which, which stage he was at but um yeah this was uh i i i <laughs> i i don't get offended by a lot of things i i tend to think you know if if you know if people enjoy it whatever um, you know, I, I sort of run into this story. I, I remember um, going to a, a press screening of the house that Jack built, the Lars von Trier serial killer movie. Love and that um, a, a critic uh, told me afterwards go, to go to hell because I was laughing so much. <laughs> um, so, so it's one of those things where I'm just not, I'm not really easily offended by things. With this, I, 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 I it, it wasn't, so, I suppose it wasn't so much offense. I just found it very cringy. I found it very tasteless for this kind of comparison to be made, not least because it kind of gives credence to cults, if you know what I mean. It's like, okay, we've got the Manson family murders. They were a cult. They killed they killed a few people. Okay, now we've got a satanic cult. Um, but And they're the real deal because um, they managed to transport uh, someone's mm-hmm. soul into that of Annabelle. And I think that's a... I, I don't think the writers intended for... For, for, for this to, to happen but it comes across that they're they're giving credence to these cults well and um, and well and also like as you say like you look at something like child's play which i obviously is a 10 times better film mm. just in all accounts but you look at how that's handled and it's a you know a murderer slash robber slash you know amongst all other things who has dabbled in voodoo magic which you know in in his last when he's about to die he tries desperately to you know immortalize his life and it happens to work and the first half of that film you don't see a lot of chucky it's very much all implied and then it switches it and says no okay he is in the doll now let's play up on that but it does it in a way where it's like we know this is a bit of a silly concept 
let's have fun yeah. with it this film takes itself so seriously and it thinks the audience is there going oh my god whoa whoa where i think most people are just pissing themselves like what am i watching <laughs> what's funny as well is that nothing much happens in a lot no, of the films just and boring and again it's, it's it's one of those i mean we've talked about it before where a lot of films i mean we talked about it with a lot with nightmare and the nightmare on elm street films that this and uh, this film just feels like a re really feels like a first draft it feels like okay we we're trying to write write something here okay uh, and then the next stage would be okay how can we make this bit scarier this bit scary this bit scary they didn't they didn't have that stage i don't think they just uh and again this kind of go goes to what i was saying earlier about it being a rushed job i think um and it and it kind of okay it, it kind of goes forward so the couple have a baby um they like the baby um but yeah but eventually <laughs> it's like oh yeah i think i think actually annabelle's cursed the doll is cursed and then the guy gets rid of it in the bin and there's things keep happening it's like oh no we gotta we gotta move to pasadena um instead of here so they move to pasadena um into a flat <laughs> um where that oh, where nice one of the flat though nice flat nice flat and they meet a, a bookshop owner manager who's also into sort of vaguely into the occult um who sort of pops around every so often um and uh which then... is a, which is which is a trope i'm getting a bit i know like films like this and this is not just singling out the conjuring but there are a load of other films that do this but i'm getting a bit sick and tired of it where because with the exorcist where it's like let's bring in a priest and let's do this exorcism i i think the trope is just kind of wearing thin a bit yeah. whereas we're at um, we're at the tail end of this we're losing our minds what do we do we gotta bring in a priest and then he in comes priest. in and he and he and he, he he or she always knows so much like oh this is this is a so-and-so demon yeah and, you <laughs> and, and, and you're yeah. just and you're just like oh fuck off like i don't care like at least with the exorcist it was like okay i i've with the setup at the beginning of the exorcist it's like oh i think i know the demon yeah we can try the these exercises exactly. like th these practices whereas these films and it, this is what i mean by it just feels so lazy is that they just come in and go priest enters no exposition yeah then they crack on with the job and it's just what? it's just so tiresome that i what? just sit there like great suggest? i can't wait do I don't know. They bring in like like a. I I on I honestly don't know. Like I wouldn't be able to sit here and just be like, oh, this is what you do. But I'm pretty sure if they sat down and said, let's try and innovate this, like even use that concept, but let's just do it different. But I'm just, it's not yeah. just the Conjuring. It's other films as well where it's there's a there's a ghost or something. Bring in the priest. He he or she knows exactly what it is. Bring let's in the run through them. You know, like I'd prefer that would be hilarious. Yeah. Ghostbusters show up and just go <laughs> <laughs> and solve the issue. Like that would be great. But yeah, it was, also, it was also interesting to me. The guy, the guy, the husband. Um, he was a very thin character. I thought. Um, he might as well have not been in it. I think. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like pretty much going with the flow. I mean, they, they could they could have at least like made it interesting in that he like I mean, even though it's quite predictable, he could have been like, 
no, this this isn't the case. You're going crazy, stuff like that. That that would be more interesting. But he just he just goes along with it. He's just like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, let's mm-hmm. let's do this. And that, okay, adding to the boredom again, yeah. not even adding any conflict in the in the situation. Um, I, w- uh, I will really quickly say as well. I think one of my biggest flaws with this film, and on a genuine level of just horror within this franchise, is even if this film was like, okay, we're gonna make an Annabelle film you know yes the doll looks considerably different but i get that from a creative standpoint even though i don't like that but that's a personal thing but i get a bit sick and tired where you're there going it's a doll who's haunted and they never play on that fact it's always camera comes into the kitchen there's the hob on the on on the cooker and it just clicks on and it's like why the fuck is the doll in this then like you want scenes like in again i'd hate to keep going back to it but you want scenes in like chucky where you just see the doll leave just off camera and you're like oh was that the but no this film she sits down everywhere with that stupid face and just goes like oh yeah no don't worry that she's she's a conduit for the demon but the demon can do it regardless of being in her and She's if just anyone everywhere, just but the yeah. one on the stairs, yeah. I want to talk about the scene on the stairs. Which which where bit? she's she's looking down the stairs and it's very dark and you just see the outline of the demon. The yeah. demon, yeah, the, the sort of black. I, I really like that. Yeah. The smi- yeah. smile do that a little bit where you can't you can only just make it out. But I've yeah. seen that before in Insidious, and considering <laughs> yeah, that it's, it's, considering no, it's the same it, guy. Well, yeah, well, I, thought, I, I thought that was the only positive i found in the film really i i i i have to admit the only shot i actually well okay okay so there um so there are just three shots that i okay that are kind of varying levels so i i quite liked the shot in which um it's the um where the woman's in one room and the little girl's in another and the little girl runs towards her and suddenly turns into a adult demon face woman runs i i quite quite like that shot um and (laughs) (laughs) as i said the doll was in the trash can can't turn knobs in the kitchen there no yeah that's true (laughs) um yeah there's also the shot which i didn't like but could have been but it could have been done well is when um she goes down in the elevator to the sort of storage basement place um and it's just one shot as the elevator just keeps on opening at the same level, keep close, open at the same level, close, open at the same level, close. And you could have had something really interesting there. You could have had you could have had the shot like moving a bit to the and then moving back. And then even that would have been more interesting than just it's just literally a shot on her. Just just and as the escalator keeps on opening, and I was just like, you could have had something far more dramatic and actually scary in well, that and shot. another ex- and another example would be like the grudge when she's in yeah. the elevator and it it does have one fixed shot, but it's it's you're looking at the staircase that's consent next to it, and then the ghost is there and it keeps going and keeps going that he's just every floor. But this is what I mean about like as I agree with you completely. I think they sat down, wrote it very quickly, and then went like cool. Cool. Yeah. this is passable yeah because you can they see, were right, you though. see how much money did they make yeah they made a lot of money but i think but we we talked we talked about this as well though like i'm when it comes down to the money side you know happy that they made their money back genuinely mm-hmm. because that's what they're aiming to do but i don't know i for me i like it's one of the reasons i really like a24 films is that they won't make 
all the time millions and millions like they don't smash the box office but they make films that i think are way more memorable and really do delve into the story whereas these films are very much aimed at we want we want sold out theaters and they don't necessarily care about the reviews after because they're like well we made no, exactly. we made we yeah. made bank we made budget back so yeah. now we have enough money to fund the next one and it's like and I just, I don't know, it's that horrible thing. It's not just with this series, it's with a lot of other films. There are films where I'm like, if if audiences just go, no, actually, we'd like a change of this. But the sad reality is, is that, you, you know, even if you're like, oh, you know what, I haven't seen this film, I want to go see it. It sadly, so, it, they create a good buzz is what I'm saying, which is yeah. a sad reality because you want, you just want the story and 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 the, the creative aspects of it to just be on par of what you're paying for. Yeah. Can I just say, just so I'm not being confused, you've seen the second one, mm -hmm. Creation. I, mm -hmm. I haven't, but no. <clears throat> Jess, yeah? Yeah. Larry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is the girl in that, in the wheelchair, is she in a wheelchair? She is, isn't she? I think I'm getting too confused. I Which so one's she... the one with the cast out of this... The Haunting on Hill no. House that's on Netflix? No. Well, the... In creation, it's like they're at the farmhouse, the, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a f old farmhouse, and he, like a load of orphans with some nuns, go there. Um, yeah, I've nuns, seen, I they get looked after there because there's no one living there. And I was just making sure because I'm sure that the kind of main actor, the young girl, is the kind of woman who kills herself at the beginning of this film. The, Ooh, uh, I the, don't know. She's the neighbour, or she's the daughter of the neighbour. So we'll probably revisit this once we've watched it again, because maybe yeah. you haven't seen it. Um, I, I always get confused, because I know there are two sequels, and I'm One's in the past. One's in yeah. the past. But I don't even know if this is this is how bad these films get when no, they just creation, so I think. Simple. I think Creation yeah. is a really good film. I think even the Rotten's a lot, lot higher, probably double that. Which which one's the one with the little with the the? Uh, this might not even be the same franchise, but which one's the one with the the little girl and she like gets the doll and then like they're faking seances? Is that this? Is that Annabelle? No. Am oh. I thinking of something very different? I, I might be the third be. one. Yeah. No, but I think it is. I, I want to say it's the third one. If that is the case, I don't think I've seen the second one because I well, remember. You might like the second one then. So you might. I, yeah, I will. Comes home has got the um, girl from. Yeah. Well, I think there's a. There's yeah. Everything yeah. Else under the sun. But it's, it's, got, it's, it's got the main yeah. actress, hasn't it? And then the, the younger actress who plays another character in um, The Haunting of Hill House. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've seen the second one then. If that is creation, okay. so, so there is a link between a these two, and I might explain a little bit. Um, I do. I, I, even if there's it, an explanation, I don't but, think it's going to change. This, but, the, but this is an interesting thing that has as, as, has come up as, as you as you were talking. Really, is sort of because there's so much confusion as to how these films are connected. Yes, that confusion is such a testament to how sort of improvise this franchise feels i mean yeah. at least compared to um uh, uh well at least what mcu was um i think they're improvising a bit at the moment with the mcu at the moment but but before they had a definite interesting plan 
Okay, yeah. we're going to introduce all these people, then we're going to gather them together and then make their own films. And then it was it was actually like a revolution, almost a revolutionary Hollywood yeah. plan that that carried off really well. With yeah. this, it's like, oh, let's let's have a go. That's, <laughs> but that's stopped. that's what I mean. That's what <laughs> that's what's heartbreaking is that I feel like a producer has sat down and said, we want to mimic what Marvel has done, have a series of films that all are interconnected. But they don't have a big plan. And, you know, with the announcement that came recently, which I'm just yeah, like, yeah. fuck okay. off. Uh, so, so, so Lawrence, Lawrence is referring to the news that The Conjuring 4 is currently uh, in production. I'm really um, pleased about that because I, I like them. So, uh, I just don't know what they can do. It can like... only go up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love Jess, the face as well of the uncertainty. Jess, the optimism. Have I what, Conjuring what, Four? Conjuring have you got a no, have you got a trailer for for Annabelle? Have you got something that I can get one? Yeah. Um, it did. It. Did, I also want to say about Annabelle. It does feel a bit like a student film, doesn't it? Yes. It, it feels. feels <laughs> it it feels like, feel like made you, by professionals. You, you know. You know when you what when, when we've watched films by people who we quite respect, like mm. you know by people we know, and that you know there are occasions when. Um, they make a film and it's not very good and it's yes. like okay well you know well done for that yeah. but you know there are some good there are some decent ideas you can see between lines but ultimately it didn't carry off well and that's you know that's part of the process this felt this felt a lot like that to me it felt yeah. like there, there was an idea here there and an idea there but it's just <laughs> just just overall terrible and even yeah. like again as i say it was just bland and the cinematography was really bland Yep. And it kind of makes you realize how good a lot of horror movies are in terms of how they're shot and how they're edited. She Again, looked great. Right. She looked great, right, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I think that's probably down to, um, you know, her being a very attractive and also having a good makeup artist, you know. And it's just okay. sort of. I thought we were um, talking about the doll. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I was, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I was like, what? Nah, I wasn't. <laughs> I know, fair, fair, fair comments. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair comments. I mean, just, I thought we were talking about the doll. I was like, oh, I thought it's like, oh, where we oh, Look at this scary shit. scene. That's given after film away. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I hated yeah. those scenes. I hate yeah, I didn't like that scene. scene. Waiting for a, waiting for that scene. Oh, it went yeah. on and on and on. It's still going. You don't on need now. to watch the. You oh. don't need to watch the film. It's just watch the Take trailer. This. There you go. Save yeah. yourself. Go back. Ow, that hurt. Yeah. Save yourself. Better not play any more trailer, it. Jess. It, it did feel like they were filling time, Ooh. even with like an hour, an hour forty. You did the time that so well. Um, yeah, a lot of it felt like filler, which is strange for a film that's only an hour forty or whatever. Um, it just... I, I just don't understand why James James Wan is a very talented director, and he is. I I'm not the the biggest fan of Insidious, but I do think that Insidious like had the grounds to be like, okay, good starting point. Let's. I, I especially love the ending where they take spoilers, but where they take that picture and. It just changes to the woman being there, you know. Like, well, I won't give too much away of that if, if people haven't seen it. But that you sit there and go, "Good, this is a good starting point." Now let's build up. But they did the same with Insidious, where they were like, "Oh my god, we're going to franchise this." So this takes place about twenty years before. This takes place in the future. This is a direct sequel. This is the story of uh... <laughs> yes <Mario loves laughs> the doll is exceptional <laughs> um, <laughs> but no i just i just find that with this with this 
I just find that James Wan should really just do an like that's why I don't like the second one. And I wasn't there for the second one, but just a very obviously you can there's a previous podcast where you can watch me rant for about an hour. But in short in summary, what I just didn't like was that there's a that story to me is very infamous of like, was it real, was it not? There's like, you know, evidence which you could look at and be like, oh, okay, it's compelling. And then other bits where it's like, okay, was it faked? And instead of going down that route to really explore those avenues of that, they just went, nah, don't worry, it's the nun. It's the yeah. nun. And it's like, yeah. but there was a better series that came out, which I think we discussed, which was great, which did explore that. And I would recommend highly that everyone go watch that because it's better. And I just think it's ridiculous how... I, I know that they obviously just going inspired by a true story or based on, but I think it loses a lot of integrity when you start shoving it down the faces of people going like, well, there's this demon and it's a nun. And don't worry, though, her film comes later in the franchise. We're going to find out what created the nun. It's like, I don't fucking care. I just yeah. don't care. Like, it, I did. It, it, yeah, but this is the interesting thing is that, yeah. as you say, Lawrence, I don't give a shit either. But a lot of people, a lot of people seem yeah. to. And I yeah, don't, I, I know. don't understand what it is. I know, think it's you... franchising. I think it's franchising. And I think a lot of it comes from, I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of it, I know a lot, I like in, in uni and, and um, especially after just like in general conversation with certain people, a lot of people go, oh, but James Wan, he, he was, um, he started off the Saw franchise. And yeah. so, like you know, and he's really, and it's like, yes, he did Saw, and Saw is admittedly a, a the first. And one where did Saw? Where did Saw end up? <laughs> it ended up in the toilet. And this is my pro <laughs> this is my problem. But like, like James Wan is very talented, and I just wish that he would stop going back to this very generic, like, oh, well, we need a new Conjuring. And I wouldn't be surprised if Conjuring Four, they've gone to him and gone. Hey, hey, do you, do you want to do another conjuring? And it's like, yeah, you, it makes you wonder. The, the, also, third, the third conjuring didn't, if I remember correctly, didn't do very well. Like a lot of people, like, a lot yeah, of it, it hardcore fans, were yeah, like, I mean, mm. yeah, and it wasn't one who directed it either. It was no, it was, it was someone else. But you can, I, I uh, this is the interesting thing. And, and even though I don't, I don't like films that are made purely for the money. You can kind of understand the temptation, though, can't you? If you're a producer yeah, of a series that that just sort of garners millions and millions of dollars, it it, yeah. it must be tempting. But that's <laughs> that's that's what I feel because you brought up recently. That's what I feel Marvel is struggling with a little bit here because mm -hmm. I feel as though they had, like you said, they had their pun intended, but they had their end game. Yeah. Um, but afterwards, they all sat down and went, well we need a new end game like we need to build but i feel like they're there like literally with darts with ideas yeah, going, throwing so what? much the and then it yeah, goes yeah, yeah. Mm, i like this we'll go there how about you throw and then it's like throw another dart and it just says something else like oh let's just do this for a series and i i feel as though the conjuring would benefit from i don't know maybe having a fresh some fresh writers in there and just kind of maybe changing it up i mean yeah, or, I, I was... or having it, or having it come to like because it's gone. I think it would, it's too far to turn back now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, even with four, having it accumulate to something that's something that you can at least look at and go, "Whoa, okay, okay, maybe I do need to go re rewatch rewatch these films." Like I missed something. They've 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 clearly looked back at their own work and and have that end game. But I'm worried that it will just be another 
Ed and Lorraine Warren have been called yeah. in to look at this ghost that's in this house, and Lorraine will have a headache at some points. And yeah. <laughs> Ed so in will twenty years be really time, right? twenty years time, do you think we get it rebooted? Uh, no, no, not don't? at all. No. I I wouldn't be surprised if someone does an offshoot of Annabelle. Because Annabelle, yeah. the story behind that and the doll, but I think it won't be connected at all. But I, I don't think someone will go, let's remake Conjuring I, I, One. I, yeah, I, I also feel like I, I also feel like it's not it, if it were to be um sort of revisited in any form, I, I reckon it would be a, a sequel or a, or, or, or a prequel situation. Um just because I think even though these films made loads of money. I feel like they haven't made enough in order to no. justify that. Um, uh, and I don't think, even though they've made that much money, I don't think they're so liked or loved. Or maybe that's my own um, optimistic opinion. <laughs> but it's Ooh. kind of like, um, uh, yeah. I, I, and you also don't, you also can't predict directions these 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 things go in. Um, I, I actually think like almost like murder mysteries will supersede superhero movies in, in the next like 10 or 20 years, something like that. Uh, but you know, yeah. it, it could happen, Kev, it could happen. Yeah. I don't want to see I, it happen. If, if it but... does, <laughs> if it, if it does happen, I would love it. If someone comes in and says like, let's change it up a bit, like let's explore different stuff. But I, I am actually interested. Jess, you said earlier that you actually didn't mind it. This film. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I think it's not, you know, if I wanted to put on a horror film, I wouldn't go, oh, fancy watching Annabelle. Like, <laughs> but I don't find it awful. There's some scenes that I really like in this. So, like, when the priest tries to go back in the church um, mm. and she's in the car. I love that scene. Um, and, again, as you said, when the little girl runs towards a door and then she comes through a door and all of a sudden she's the adult version, but, like, demony. Love that bit. Um but again, the story is just a bit kind of like it's like they've had a bunch of half ideas and tried to shove them together. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, in my head, because I've seen the others and I'm trying to think of how they actually all go together and I still can't quite wrap my head around it. So I'm hoping when we watch the others, they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I thought but... for, for, for a second, I thought you meant the film, the others, which is a, which is a much better <laughs> film, which is much better than any of the yeah. ones that is the Cole Kidman, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cole yeah. Kidman and Christopher Eccleston, maybe. Yeah, I think so. He plays the husband. So really old one. Two, 2001. So, really... so not 2000, that old. Yeah. yeah. I say the really one... old. I remember being traumatized by it. because I. Yeah, I was traumatized by it as well. Some of it whilst... And what a great twist as well. Just what a yeah, great, great what a great yeah. twist. Like we love yes. a twist. We yeah. do love a twist. Love a twist. So we so we rate this and then move on. Just yeah, we're we're, we're yeah. 45 minutes in on our bow. So uh, I'm gonna give it a four. Oh, I was actually surprised by that. I'm surprised by that, yeah. It's okay there's a couple of bits i like but again when i revisited it i couldn't really remember anything that had gone on in it other than maybe scary bits and even the bit on the stairs that i really liked i don't even remember seeing that before um making me think actually had i ever seen the film before but i know there are parts that i had um yeah but, um I'll, I'll go back to it at some point again i'm, I'm quite 
I'd like to really get my head around that link between the first and the second, and there is one. Um, just need to clarify it a bit. But, um, yeah, when we've watched the second one, maybe I'll, I'll watch it again. A family favourite. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give it a four. What do you reckon, Larry? Oh. Oh. What did I give Conjuring again? Shit. Conjuring one, I think. Not a lot. I gave. I gave it. You gave six, didn't you? Conjuring one, you gave six. Conjuring one is six. Conjuring two is nil point. Annabelle, I'd have to say two. I think. I think that there are shots in it that are that are all right. The ones that we've mentioned, but all in all, if you if someone sits down to me and says, "Do you want to watch Annabelle?" I know how I'd react. I'd just be like, <laughs> screaming. I just, I just be like, there are better films that we could watch and serve our time. Like, why are we watching this? Um, I, I, I'd even I, settle I, for I, Conjuring. I'd be like, let's put Conjuring yeah. on. Fuck's yeah. sake! I'm trying to think what kind of person you'd be. You recommend Annabelle? <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any of our listeners who are fans of this. Look, if you like it, if you like the franchise as well, I, there's nothing against you. I just, if someone's going to turn to me and go like, "My God, ten out of ten franchise, it's amazing." The story, I'm just going to go, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Amazing story. <laughs> Coming this summer. An amazing story. Amazing story. Annabelle. <laughs> Ewan. Yeah, so I'm going to say two. I was initially going to give it three, but right. considering how annoyed I got, uh, through this, <laughs> through this podcast, <laughs> I feel like it only got us two. I, d- I, I, admittedly did like that shot of the girl turning into the woman demon thing. I think that was the highlight, and it was about five, six seconds of a two-hour, uh, no, one-hour forty movie. So I think on that reflection, and also as I've said before, it is a sin to make a boring horror film. Um, if I could. Yeah, yeah, is adequate. I was just gonna say a good analogy would be it's like a totaled car that you see <laughs> and it's completely fucked, but then someone goes, The bonnet, the bonnet survived, and you go, But it's still a totaled <laughs> car. <laughs> oh, I think I'd rather watch a car being totaled away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what are you thinking? I want to say, as a standalone probably just give it a four but with the others and knowing the kind of backstory and things then i would give it a five okay yeah it's nice so we're looking at probably a three that's 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 actually a good point you raised jess because it's like imagine if this was a standalone film (laughs) (laughs) that would just make things so much worse (laughs) yeah yes yes it would <laughs> Did anyone watch uh, the hot pick? No, I didn't. I re- can you re- can you remind me of the title? Bloody hell! Just remind no, because I, I can't remember if I, this is the one I've watched, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know if it's hell. the one. Oh, that's, that's oh, that is the title. I thought you just <laughs> saying that to me. I was like, I was like, oh, jeez. I really enjoyed that moment, though. Yeah, that was a lovely moment. I like that. Just clip it. Just see my face. Realize like. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't know. Oh. Don't know. Anyway, 
It's Maybe. everyone's favourite dance hot pick. Right. Hands up, pick. Bloody hell! A man with a mysterious past flees the country to, to his country. I think it's the U.S. to escape his own personal hell, only to arrive in Finland, where it's much, much worse. Um. So I watched. I watched this last night after a few drinks. Um. And I really enjoyed it. So basically, this guy, he, what's it called when uh, he's, he's got voices in his head, but he can actually see himself and talk to himself. Schizophrenia? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so he's kind of got that, and he's involved in a, in a oh, he's, he goes to a bank, I think it's a bank, and there's a robbery there. And he ends up shooting everyone, but to save the day, and ends up going to prison himself. When he comes out of prison, he wants everyone knows who he is. Some people were celebrating the fact that he's a hero, others not so much. But anyway, he can't go anywhere. Um, so he decides to go to Finland. Once in Finland, he gets a kind of kidnapped by some uh, dodgy foreigners and wakes not in up. Finland, you can... no, I assume, or, in or Finland. Or... In oh, Finland. Yeah, okay. So he wakes up there and um, part of his leg's missing. Um, and then it's the story about how he escapes from all this and, and his schizophrenia and, and, and how he gets out of it and, and the situation he's in. Um, it is, it's amazing. It might, it is, it's, it's very, very funny. It's very well acted. Um, there are some subtitles in, in parts and things because it obviously is in Finland um, for, for the majority of the film. But it's just so so much so much fun. So uh, so it seems like dance film seems like no no other than Kev likes good movies. It does look quite. It does look quite good yeah, from the trailer. It, like... it was amazing. So I, I watched that on Shudder, but I had to use the US VPN. So I logged in through that, and it was on there. It's not on. The, it's not in England at the moment. In Britain at the moment, um, and I had a lot lot of fun. Actually, I might buy it. I'd like to own that. I think it. I'm still trying to buy. Visit. I'm still trying to buy Dan's last hot pick. Um, ter- Terrifiers. Yeah, I, Terrifiers. Like, I, I love that film. And I just, I Isn't the sequel? If... Hasn't the sequel come out? No, no, no that's no, terrif- no. That's Terrifier. Terrifier Two oh, gets right. delivered tomorrow to me. Tomorrow oh, right. I get that, and I'll be talking about it next week because it's okay. two and a half hours. I, I, actually, I actually am. I actually am really excited to see that because I from actual reviews i've seen that it's got some really good like yeah, good that, comments yeah. but what i don't like as and i've talked about this it's not just with terrifiers this with any is when it's like terrifier 2 has shocked the nation because people are vomiting in the cinemas and I'm yeah, like, yeah yeah classic. you yeah, said yeah, yeah. this about every film <laughs> i'm just like but the actual reviews the the ones that are like you know um you know just about it in the story and the acting and stuff have given it praise reviews like oh mm. it's a really good independently See, made film i'm so proud of this there's a bit of dust on it there but like yes. i've had that quite a while um because i love the first movie it was amazing i know some of you watched it jess i made you watch it didn't i yeah did you watch terror <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so I, I really like it. So I'll get it tomorrow. Um, that could be a hot pick, Dan. That's one you should, you should hot pick that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to watch it this week. But Terrified, certainly, I'd like to own that at some point. So even Dan loves Terrified. Oh. It's a proper, proper horror film. I think I'm going to be sick that week. Sorry. <laughs> get COVID again. Sorry. <laughs> I'm terrified too. So, uh, yes. I miss that. Sorry. Jess is going to be sick for Terrified. <laughs> terrified. Oh, you know oh. oh <laughs> right. Nice. Nice. That was good. Yeah, I'll need that a, very, a hot good. pick for next. So it won't be next week, but, you know, the next episode, Dan, if you can ever think about it. Some other foreign film. Well, there was a bit of foreign in, in, in Bloody Hell, but I would highly recommend it. I would say I'd give that an eight on entertainment value. I don't want to rewatch value, what it would be, but loads of fun watching that last night, especially after a few beers. Couldn't stop watching it. So brilliant. Thanks for that, Dan. Show. What did what did you hear? <laughs> well, 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 it's sorry for people who are listening. Um Basically, in my building, uh, the washing machines are really, really loud and they sort of right. vibrate across the whole building. So when one person is washing their clothes, it kind of makes the building mm. shake. So that's what I was I was listening to. So someone else is doing their washing. I think. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so let's move on to what we watched this week. What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Oh, that's you. I love now. I hear it all the time. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the what have you been watching ever since like found out this your recording? I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I made that. Yeah, I don't know what came over me. Um, but I've kept it. I don't know if I like it or not still, but I've kept it. Um, so let's go on to the first one I watched. Yeah, so Dan, Dan's next week is Bazel's above. Is that how you say it? Elsbeth. Well, yeah, Elsbeth, yeah. 2017. Yeah. So I think I've seen that. Yeah. Elsbeth, Belzebeth. Yeah, well, it's clearly like... well because, like, obviously the devil. The, de the devil is uh, uh, Belzebar. But Belzebar, yeah. But there's also Behemoth as well. So maybe they've combined Cross. the two, or, or or it's a translation. You know, it could be another yeah. foreign movie character. <laughs> could be a foreign one. Probably, I think it is actually. Um. I'll talk about X first. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. I think that says it all, really. Um, mm. And that's pretty much what the film is. It's very, very good. Well acted. Um, it's a bit too much nudity for my liking. Um in a and, film about a porn film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say. <laughs> but it, 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 was, it was entertaining. Yes, A24. The, 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 obviously, the, the, the people that own the house, the old lady, she still wants it. Um, and they are they look extremely old. Um, and he can't do it anymore because he thinks he's going to die because of his heart. And um, I'm not sure why... She start when he starts killing them all. I, I, I couldn't really work that out. What do was you the want reason? Spoilers. I mean, yeah, Pearl, I, I think Pearl, we can do Pearl the prequel. I haven't seen Pearl yet, so don't. That's going to tell me more, is it? 
Well, I mean, even if you just look at the end credits, I mean, it does kind of give you a lot away. Well, but, but I mean, what I, I mean, what I find interesting about this is that I mean, fair enough. X has been rated well, and Pearl has been rated very well as well when it came out in the. Thinking it came out in Venice and it got five star reviews in some places, but I am slightly worried that A24 is going in a slightly more. I, I keep on. I haven't seen X or Pearl, so this 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 is just. But but I'm slightly worried that it's going in a slightly franchisey direction. Do you know what I, I thought? I think just, Ty just West. Think... I think Ty West. That's probably just down to Ty West. I think he had three ideas that he's right. like, let me, let me. If if it's okay, like you know whether or not they wanted to bank on the first one because I know he filmed Pearl after X, yeah. so they must have granted him it. But I hope not. For this, I could kind of go like, all right, but there's another one coming though, isn't there? Yeah, there's a third one, which X, I assume is and... a trilogy. I only I know because I listened to him in a podcast yeah. and he was talking about the second one. He said he recorded well straight away, literally, yeah. because well, it's X Pearl and then XXX. I think. So, I think that's that's, crap, that's the three. Triple. Well, it's 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 well, yeah, because it's. So it's better if he'd been two X. <laughs> well, that's X, what they use. But I assume that's what they use. Yeah, porn. Because that's what they use when you go X. Why is the first one called X? Because it's X rated, I think. X X rated. Then Pearl is the name of the old lady. And the third one's triple rated. Like the third one's like porn. Yeah, <laughs> like an, an analogy for porn, like that's what you use. Yeah, like when people, whenever you see three X's uh, and it's so on like a side, it's like one soft porn. porn, one's hard porn. <laughs> Lawrence and I can give you a detailed analysis. <laughs> <laughs> right, starting with the basics. <laughs> no, I just I was just trying to, you know, X rated one, and then the other ones. I think it's more colloquial. Three X's. I, I think I think three I think three X's is just like. Because I think X-rated was a kind of not well. I, th I think it could have pornographic scenes in there, but as you say, Kev, I think it, like like genuine movies could be rated. Well, Emmanuel think, kind of porn. Yeah, like like, like Clockwork Orange was rated yeah. X when it came out mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and that's not that's obviously not a porn film. But no. I think Triple X is a kind of more know, towards. I, yeah, I, yeah. I just think it's more towards because obviously this as the first one is, it's more it's centered around that they want to film a pornographic um film and they want to film it so, on a kind of out of the way place so i think the third one if it is called triple x is just honing in on that again but in a different way so is the film love triple x or x i think that's it i think it's x it's, it's an interesting it's an in, well well x doesn't really exist anymore is this it's either or, or maybe in america it does i think x exists in america but it's more towards certain type of content that's I either... feel, but, but i still feel like love would be like nc17 in america it's definitely 18 yeah well well i think i think as well this film is the first film is titled x because when it's set it's still not set present day it's still set in yeah. um i think it's the 70s isn't it? it yeah and yeah. and back then if a film was rated x it was it was very much like you know in the theater or you're gonna go see an x-rated film and it was very much more towards pornographic imagery okay. whereas no, films so yeah, adult Jason, adult content. Friday the Thirteenth would have been X-rated, probably. No, that in that America? would have been that would have been because um, now it's NC seventeen. Yeah, it would have. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, or NC seventeen. Yeah, but also like the Evil Dead, the original cut of the Evil Dead, I think was an X. Yeah, can, cannibal tree. Cannibal right? Holocaust was an X. 
Oh yeah, Cannibal Holocaust. <sighs> Sorry, I'm just remembering the experience yeah, of watching Cannibal yeah. Holocaust and vowing never to watch it again. <laughs> it's one film, isn't it? A film you watch once and you don't need to ever go back. Oh, to I watched it, really. it a couple of times. It was a different cut of it, and that was yeah. I, th- I think I'll be all right watching the different because there's one cut where they kill all the animals, and that's yeah, the yeah, I think that's the one I watched. watched. And the other yeah, cut yeah. is the one where they don't kill them. And Not I was so like, bad. Oh, no, don't we really so watch this <laughs> But yeah, anyway, no, X, nice. I would give a seven two. It was okay. Not amazing, but I think right. I rated it on this podcast. It was a while ago. It's all right. Yeah, so it, it was okay. So another one I watched was Demons. Have you seen that one? A group of random people invited to a screen of a mysterious movie only to find themselves trapped in the theatre with ravenous demons. It's like Odin's screen on scene. <laughs> so it is. It's a film. It's a film within a film. You're watching a film, and and, and, and it's great. And I own this film. Um, I think it's Arrow. I think. Maybe. Ooh, I've got it off Arrow. Rough celluloid. Quite like that. Yes. So there's a lot of demons and monsters and gore and, and, and yeah, and and, and stuff like that, and without giving too much away, it's just a bloodfest, really, in in a, in a cinema. Uh, and it's a lot I think of I've seen this film. Yeah, a while I, ago. I, I, I would have thought you would have done. I, I have, yeah. but I haven't seen the second one, but I, I do own it, and I will get around and watching it soon. It's it's one of them. It's quite difficult <laughs> when you've got three kids. It's kind of difficult to <laughs> is watch. It, it, is it an old movie or a film that's yeah? Made I, would oh, right, old. I would say seventies. I would say seventies. I think. I thought it might have been like you know what like Tarantino did with Death. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely got that grindhouse like like mm. look to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of it, the shot of the helicopter collapsing. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't understand that. Some of it, like I don't get. I think it was meant to be like three mini movies or something, like an anthology mm. or something. Um, and they just put it all into this one film. Um, Trailers back then really do show you the whole film, don't they? Yeah, but which it is. And they demons. do nowadays. So, <laughs> I love that. I, I'd give that an eight. That's so much fun. Sit there and watch the it. And it's, yes, I, yeah. I, I've got it. So maybe we'll watch it together one day, Jess. Um, the last one I watched, right, is a remake of the 1982 slasher film, um, Slum Party Massacre. So that's about some sorority girls attacked by a maniac killer with a large electric drill. Um. <laughs> So I own the first. Oh, one. I wonder what the subtext the behind that is. <laughs> I'll yeah, be back a lot. Of... Just carry on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was a remake, and it was a really good remake. Actually, it wasn't mm-hmm. shot for shot or anything like that. It was. It was different. It was more up to date, as you can see. Um, so yeah, I, I think is it a remake? I, I think maybe that. When was it made? F- Oh this god, one? this is like in the last couple of years. Right, this one, twenty-one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So last year, and I've I've had it for a while. Um, came out, and I think I got it quite cheap. But I can't give too many spoilers away because it is it is a totally different film mm. to the original. A lot different. Um, yeah, it's just just a lot of fun. Some drunk people in it, drunk girls. Like with a massive drill, and I don't even know each because I've got one of those. I've got a drill like that myself with a big old drill bit on it, and I don't know how he does what he does with it because just they don't react like that. These drills. Um, there he is. So yeah, I I had loads of fun with that. I've watched a fair bit this week, and uh, I'd give that probably six or a seven. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. It's just fun. I think you might like that, Jess. It's a big drill. It is a big drill, but I don't think I don't think you can do what he's doing with it. What um, size is your drill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like, like a, almost like five mil. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks very sort of you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but instead of a chainsaw, it's a it's an equivalent drill. <laughs> yeah, but there are originally. I think there was three of these movies, maybe two. I, don't, I definitely remember the second one where. He's got a guitar, and it's kind of like a musical one. And <laughs> his guitar's got a drill on the end of it, so he's got pumping <laughs> drill through. Them. And then the Brilliant drill question. actually comes, and the drill actually comes out in the remake. Well, not the drill; the guitar actually comes out in the remake. Just the guitar on its own, though. Yeah, it's, it's quite funny that. But when he drills people with the guitar, does he do yeah. the riff? Like yeah, 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 like Eddie Munster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's ripping. So that's that's all I've watched this week. Well, it was, say, the last two weeks. I think, I don't know if I mentioned Malignant before. Mm. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, modern classic again. Um, <laughs> did I watch, mention it the other week? Probably not. Did you, I, I believe you, you mentioned it, but I think you actually said you'd save it for next week and then I'll obviously we can't. For another time, yeah. Um, and I think I've bought old as well, so I've got that in 4K now. So 4K, hopefully... what's wrong with Whoa. you, Gav? <laughs> well, I'm for episode 100, I thought we'd make it. No, it's <laughs> so much money on such a shit film. <laughs> it wasn't though. It's it's 4K over my you know internet on iTunes, so I didn't oh, right, buy okay. the actual. So like, so I will. Rate. I will. I will agree though. If you're going to buy a film, if you're going to buy a film, buy it in 4K. Like if you have the well, yeah, capability looks, to do it, but it looks nice, <laughs> but not old. Like that's where my well, heart you know, really. You, you know when you like, I, I sometimes scroll through like the you know the, the 4K Blu-rays on like Amazon and whatever. And most of them are about 25 quid. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like I can't afford this. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Occasionally you get one cheap. I bought The Predator for about three quid in 4K, and you can see why. <laughs> it's because no one yeah. watched it. No, is, <laughs> exactly. is, that, is it ironic? Is it ironic? I did the same yeah, thing. I did the same <laughs> thing, and I'll put my hands up and say I don't know why. I think I just. Saw it and it was so cheap that your brain just goes, yeah, yeah, oh, 4K, yeah. 4K. <laughs> but I will agree it looks all right though, one. but it's a terrible film. I think so mine's that, a steelbook as well. Of course oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it's a steelbook. The Predator yeah. steelbook. Oh my god. <laughs> oh dear. Good artwork on the front. Right. You in? <laughs> what have you been watching? I know there's one that you're going to bring up that I can't wait. I'll just probably conjoin with you on it. I, I can't. I, I don't know which one you're Has talking anyone about. Anyone seen but... Halloween yet? No, actually, no. I haven't seen Halloween ends. Apparently, it's not very good. Um, I've heard the ending. I've heard the ending to that is very divisive. Apparently, like it's yeah. Apparently, the ending isn't very good. I um, want to call it though, if I can, and I have okay. not looked anything. I just it's me guessing because me and Rio were watching. Uh, I can't remember what we were watching on the TV, and a trailer came up for it. And I said to Rio, I've made her this bet, the exact same bet as well. I said. I think that because I heard that the ending was really divisive, and I think they're going to pull a Halloween four where one of the kids becomes the new. Um, yeah, because there's like a shot where this kid like is arguing with somebody, going like, "But we we have to." He says something in the trailer, and I I said to Rio, I was like, "We should watch this out of spite." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of could would because I think there's been interviews with the writers where they've been like. Yeah, even though it's called Halloween's Ends, you know, we're not saying this is the end. And it's just oh, like, well, then it's so, clearly so, gonna be then. That makes sense. <laughs> that theory probably holds up. Um, 
but no, I didn't see Halloween ends. Um, but I did see um, like the first trip I made after um, quarantining myself was the cinema to see uh, the Banshees of Inisherin, which is the new film by Martin McDonough, who did um, In Bruges and Three Billboards Outside of Missouri, as well as um, Seven Psychopaths is his fourth film. Um, and I have to say, I I thought this was an v- incredible film. I thought it was, and, and maybe his best film since In Bruges, definitely. It might it might even be slightly better than In Bruges. I'll have to watch Banshees of Insurance a few more times to, to really make that judgment. But it's, uh, it's a film set on a fictional island on the west coast of Ireland um, and stars Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Um, they're on this really sort of rural, empty island where it's a really small community. And uh, these two characters are ostensibly friends, but then Colin Farrell's character goes to his house, goes to Brendan Gleeson's house, and Brendan Gleeson ignores him. And they go to the pub afterwards and he ignores him again. And uh, Brendan Gleeson's character said, oh, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And then just and just leaves it at that. So the whole film is kind of about this sudden uh, breakup of a friendship, and Colin Farrell is trying to figure out why this friendship has has broken. Um, I thought it was it was a beautiful film, and kind of uh, follows that thing where it's like it, it captures especially male relationships very well. Because I think there's a lot of it, it, it's funny that you, you see lots of things about um, I don't know you you start to see these sorts of stereotypes that <clears throat> that apparently women are really passive aggressive and and stuff like that. But I think it, men are, are just as bad at this as well. It, it it can be just sort of like it's kind of like a, a long period of ghosting this film. And um, it gets to a point where Brendan Gleeson's character is like, right, if you if you don't stop bothering me. I'm gonna cut my finger off, and uh, and just throw it on your door. So stop bothering me, or this will happen. And then Colin Fowles' character is so sort of like messed up about this, and he's so sort of intellectually insecure and just insecure in general that he he keeps on wanting to like gain this friendship back. And because this is like an empty island, he's like had no other friends to re- really like connect with. Um, and I think it deals with mental health really well as well. It's set in 1923. So everyone is like, uh, it, it, don't call it depression; they call it despair, <laughs> and it's like it's sort of that 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 kind of thing. And I think it's a really, it's also quite quite a, t- a touching film. Very weird, very dark, classic sort of McDonough situation. It's also quite surreal in some ways because it's like, for me, when I came out of the cinema, I was like, okay, what was that film about? In my head, I was just like going through it, and I just thought, oh, it's like, it's almost like this island is like purgatory in some ways, and it's like they almost can't can't make themselves get up get off of the island and so there, it's almost like they're trapped there and it's just um and yeah i thought i thought it was a very beautiful film and very funny as well of course um and very dark um and existential um so i thought that was a very good film um i also this week i, I got into or last last week this week or one of the weeks i i sort of watched um park chan works latest film um decision uh. to I want to watch that. Yeah. Um is it, is it is it not as good as his last ones? A lot of people love this film, so I don't want to I you know, I, I don't want to negate whatever they're doing. Um but it's interesting as well because I I sort of try to familiar my because I I'm, I'm not 
I haven't watched many Park Chan-wook films, so I sort of try to familiarise myself um, by watching um, The Handmaiden and I think Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Um, I, I watched those two. Do you see have... is Park Chan? Park Chan. I hope I'm not getting confused with this. Park Chan. What did Old Boy? Right? Yeah, he did Old Boy. Yeah, I feel, that's I feel like fantastic. I, I need to rewatch because I, I last watched it when I was a teenager. Um, interesting thing with, Ch- with Chan Wook. I, I look. I, I understand he's clearly a genius. He's clearly like, especially visually, he's such an amazing visual director. Yeah. However, I, I'm, I, I suppose I'm not as into him as a lot of other people are, mainly because I, yeah. I'm not really a big fan of how he tells stories. <laughs> I think a lot of his stories are very told at a very accelerated pace, and you have to try and catch up with him. And it's it, it, it's sometimes difficult for me to sort of keep up with his speed, I guess. And that's part of the reason why uh, Handmaiden was good. Um, mm. But I found that with Simply Related Vengeance did, as well. Did you watch the extended version of Handmaiden? Because I, I find, because yeah, I, I would. No, I, I, it's, it's long. It is long, yeah. but it's similar to like, you know, I'd, I don't want to compare it to something that's, in my opinion, considerably better. But like, it's like yeah. Lord of the Rings where oh, right, yeah. you have parts missing where I think do serve the plot to it's yeah. longer and you have to really sit down and just get in the mood for it. But I think it does flesh out a lot more than what the cut down version does. Yeah. Um, but decision to leave. Um, it was quite an interesting one because it's not it's not. Um, typical Park Chan work. It's mm. um, not as bloody, not as sexy, um, or not as sexual. Um, it's very simple story, actually. It's sort of like a detective investigating a murder in Busan in South Korea. And um, the main suspect is a, a woman uh, who's the uh, murdered person's wife. Um, and the detective gradually throughout the film falls in love with the suspect and it's about their sort of awkward romance i guess um it's a bit it's sort of part neo-noir part romantic melodrama um shot fucking beautifully obviously i mean i i i think that's the interesting thing with chan Wook's films is that i think i almost think they're films for cinematographers if you know what i mean they're like yeah they're they're lovely to watch exactly if if you if you want to like do a class on cinematography, I think Chan Wook is a great avenue to go go down. Um, however, I think they get carried away with the style more than the substance. It's weird me saying that because I I like a lot of films where people accuse them of being style over substance. <clears throat> but with this, it felt like they just wanted to be clever with the camera angles and the editing and um, the way they sort of um, structure the the plot and the story and 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 stuff like that and i mean clearly park chan Wook is like hates cliche in any form so he tries to avoid it as, as possible but sometimes I I, I I i admire that but i sometimes like the occasional cliche because it connects you with the with the story um however i i just i just didn't connect with the story as much as as much as a lot of other people did um i think it's superbly acted by the, t- the two leads um i think it's tangway and Hale-sun. i'm sorry if i get that wrong um i i thought i thought it was almost like a a simple story but quite complexly told um mm. which i think I, I kind of removes me from the sort of romantic action of it um a lot of people i i read one article that called this like 
the most erotic thriller of the year. And I was watching it and I, I was like, what are they talking about? I mean, this might, this might do it for a lot of people um, because it, I, I suppose in some ways it's quite, because it's not like sexual really. It's more sort of intimate and um, uh, about like sta staring across and having a, having a vibe. And it, it directs those quite well, but I didn't, I didn't really feel connected to this story. A lot of people did which is fair and I, I would probably i watched it on a laptop I, i'd probably recommend people watching it at the cinema um so yeah. yeah it was it was fine um also i've been uh replaying uh the uncharted series um Fantastic. i completed the first one and i'm now on the second one uh I'm, i've almost completed the second one actually but it's, it's quite an interesting the difference between the first and second one because the second one is marginally better than the first one i think the first mm. one is a great game and the gameplay is amazing but there's there's very little story actually it's, it's like more that. about moments isn't it like exactly big scale moments whereas the second one kind of went we can have the big scale moments yeah. but add more story in exactly and and more more like character as well and you get i mean that the, the, there, there are a couple of criticisms which i which i which i mainly think is because like a certain amount of time has passed like the character of chloe even though she's she's great the way she's introduced is sort of like look how sexy she is she's such a yeah. sexy woman and she can batter you around the head and you know that that, that sort of thing but I, I i i from what from what i know i haven't played um the lost legacy which is the sort of spin-off um but they they develop her character they certainly develop her character in, in the third one um and to a certain extent in this in the second one um that that would be my because but it's a great it's a great game and it's got one it's one of those things where it continuously makes you frustrated um but you want to you want to complete it so you want you want to see what happens after every level that's why you end up looking at the time and about 3 I've, hours have passed I think I'm but, on the um, third one I think I started the third one hmm. but also that that also sort of brings me on a, a few weeks ago I decided to watch <laughs> watch the movie of of, of uncharted um it, it was an interesting one because i deliberately put it on because I, I i think i was feeling depressed that evening or whatever so i thought i need a, i need a shit movie i just need a shit movie to watch um and uh uncharted was just there so I thought, okay I'll, I'll, I'll stick on uncharted i have to say it's not a good film but it's not as bad as i was expecting it to be i hate it I, I, I I imagined you you, you would. Um, obviously, Tom Holland is is woefully miscast, but he is. But weirdly, he is the best thing about the film. Which he, is, which he's is a strange, great. A strange dynamic. He's a great actor. I just think that they did the typical production thing where they said, "We want to make loads of these films, so we'll cast young." And Nathan Fillion, Fillion. A fillion or fillion? Yeah, I think it's fillion. Yeah, fillion. He was born to play Nathan, and I just don't know why they didn't make a one-off. Just great. There's a short. I think I've said this again on this podcast. There is a great short film that you can watch on YouTube right now. Just type in Nathan Fillion, um, um, Uncharted, and it's fantastic. And it's about twenty minutes, but it really captures the game. So if you, if you haven't seen that, you and just 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 yeah, whack that I, I think I will. And whack um, it on. You'll you'll be you'll come back next podcast and be like, yeah, <laughs> I was wrong. I yeah. was wrong. Yeah, but it was an interesting. It was interesting to watch because I, I I there were times when I thought, oh yeah, he 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 did that sort of Nathan Drake thing quite well. 
And there are other times when it's just, oh, it's just Tom Holland. I hated some of the Easter eggs in that film. Like when he opens, like Tom Holland opens a suitcase and there's the Naughty Dog logo there. I was just like, ah, I don't really don't really like that. And they're, they're also, it, it seems like they've just got parts of the third game, mm-hmm. stuck those on and then just made their own plot, which is a bit, yeah. But I wasn't, it was interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't bored through it. The jokes were funny, which is, which is, which I thought was, was good. Um, because there was, there's always a risk with these things like, oh, let's try to be funny. And then they're not, but I thought, I thought the jokes from this were quite good, which is, which is kind of vital. It's weird that this sort of like, I, 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 I do like about the games that Nathan Drake and all the characters are kind of, if not early thirties, then quite late twenties. I, I, I quite like that aspect of it. Cause it's kind of like almost childish whilst being mature at the same time. Whereas with this, the movie, they're just sort of like, yeah, but we need, it's, it's almost like a, a, a business strategy in some ways. It's like, you have to have characters that are in their twenties. Otherwise no one will go to the cinema. And I, I think they've done, done similar and, and similar to what you said, Lawrence, they want to make loads of movies. So they want to build, build up to that. But I feel like you could still do that with someone who is, who's past 29. I, I, I think, uh, and also Holland is kind of Holland not only is in his twenties, but he looks like a baby. So I, 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 there's no rough, rough stuff there. Whereas I think no. Na- Nathan Drake in the in in the games is sort of I don't know he's a bit rougher, and you can kind you can, you can see he uses humor as a defense mechanism, and that's kind yeah. of his his kind of character, and that's and that's really enjoyable. Um, but it's also I mean, whenever whenever I watch when when I watched that film, I just all I saw was Peter Parker because yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he he's so like I'm not saying that he can't play other roles, but because he because he can. But when you're trying to cast someone who has admittedly just done a huge, huge film that has ended the Spider-Man trilogy and you're so well known to this is Peter Parker, when you shove him in another role where it's, oh, we're going to have you play a younger version of Nathan who is very witty and all that, it's like, I, I would have preferred if Tom Holland was in this film, but was in flashbacks as a younger. Yeah, person. yeah, that would have. And, and, and it was, and it was a shame because, like, with Mark Wahlberg, I'm just like, you're not fucking Sully. Yeah, no, Mark, go away. Like, Mark, I, Mark Wahlberg again, good actor, good actor, but just not yeah. Sully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, the history of this film is quite interesting in that I think it was in development since like 2009 or something ridiculous like that. And I think Mark Wahlberg was initially going to be Nathan Drake. Which would have been interesting. I, I don't think he has that enough charisma to be no. Nathan Drake, but I, but it, you know, it would have been interesting. But I, I find it quite, I've, again, to overuse this word, quite interesting to see that after over ten years of development, this is the best plot that they that they could come up with. Which is very, I, I mean, being harsh, I, I was, I was entertained. The action scenes I thought were choreographed quite well. The, the fight scenes in particular, I thought were choreographed quite well, um, and that's why it's part of the entertainment. It's why I'd give it like three stars or, or six bonus um, because it's it kind of entertained me. But it's it's a weirdly bad plot. I don't know, and, and you don't get the sort of the effort. I mean, I, I don't know. This is like comparing movies to games, which is quite a difficult thing to do because in the games, you 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 make a lot, you you do a lot in order to get somewhere significant. Whereas with this, it's like they just do a load of shit and then they get there, sort of thing. Um, but you know, it was fine. I probably won't watch it again. There's no real need need to watch it again. But it's all right. <laughs> um, 
also just to finish up, I've been watching series 13 of, of Doctor Who just to prepare for tonight's regeneration episode. Um we're going back to David Tennant. Yeah, 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 great. What I love David Tennant. Da- David Tennant is for three specials with Catherine Tate returning as well. And then Why? it goes into the because I think I think Russell T. Davis, if I'm yeah. correct, he I think wants to kind of course correct everything because a lot of people admittedly have been very upset with this. Not I don't really care about the whole I've seen people go Doctor Who's not a woman. It's like I don't care about that. What I care about is just the stories, and I think the stories have been so shit. Um yeah, the, been, and the production value has been terrible. And I think Russell T. Davis is just trying to yeah. reintroduce and get people back to go, well, let's course correct, which I understand. Yeah, and David yeah. Tennant's going to smash it. He always does. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the main reason Tennant's coming back is because it's um, it's the 60th anniversary next yeah. year. And then traditionally, the, when it's an anniversary episode, the, the old doctors come so back and sort of reunite. Doctor Who next? We know? Shooty, Shooty Gatwa, who Sex was, Education. Yeah, yes. Eric in Sex Education, who's a very good actor and Sushi. Uh, Shooty. It's Shooty. a weird. It's a. I, th- I think it's Nigerian. It's his Nigerian name. Um, I, I can't wait to him. see what he does. I can't. I can't wait to see what he does though. Like, and he seems yeah. so happy and passionate about it that I'm just like, yeah, yeah. you're gonna. Smash I think it's it. gonna be wonderful. Um, but it's interesting. I'm... It was. With, Tom, with series, I'm watching this in Tom Baker. So <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting with series thirteen is that yeah, a lot of the stories aren't very good. Um, although I did, I did feel like Village of the Angels was very good. Basically, they're they're put into a into a village where the Weeping Angels. Are. <sighs> I just, um, I, but it's that it's that's what pisses me off. Like when I saw the first Blink episode, I was like, this is a great one-off episode. Now with Matt Smith. Now, bear in mind, Rhea's like the biggest Doctor Who fan I've ever met. Like, she knows all <laughs> the episodes off by heart. And yeah. we had this discussion, and she was very much saying, like, oh, Matt Smith, where they revisited the Angels, did an all right job, yeah, but there's yeah, things yeah. I don't like about it. But the fact how they're just consistently going back, like, we have no one who can fucking make up a good monster or good ally yeah, and a yeah. good story. Let's just, what are we, uh, D- David, uh, blink. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, you never saw the yeah. angels move. Well, now we've got CGI. It, baby, it, and it's just like, <laughs> stop. It, 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 it is funny as well, because I think, I do think the weeping angels were created, um, for a budget that wasn't, that, that, but it was low budget. Yeah. And they made it, it work with like camera and editing and stuff like that and made it work but now they've got a very much increased budget it kind of it, it kind of doesn't work with that budget no. but, I, but i i did like the episode i thought it was very intense and very enjoyable i quite like the characters they built because in in series 13 it was flux so it was one story over six episodes um i didn't think it concluded very well it was a very sort of horror movie vibe actually it had sort of hellraiser um what are the villains Cen- called the cenobites Cenobites, very similar to the Cenobites, the villains in, in this, which is which is an interesting move. But it was kind of Moffat level confusion and complicate complications, um, which was annoying. However, I did enjoy um there's like a will they won't they between um the doctor and Yaz, who's one of the companions. And I actually think they've that those scenes between them are written very well. Um, it's just a bit sort of muddled in that thing, but I'm I'm looking forward to tonight's episode because I'm still entertained by Doctor Who. I put it off for ages because Flux kind of annoyed me for a while, but then 
Village of the Angels was quite a good episode, and then it went down a bit, went up a bit. It was it's classic sort of later Doctor Who situation where yo, that's a great episode. Oh, that one was pretty shit. Good shit, good shit. But there's that kind of graph, um, especially with Chris Chibnall. Chris Chibnall, I think, has been the worst writer so far on yes. the yes, new Doctor Who, um, which is why I'm glad they're bringing Russell T Davis back. But it's it's quite interesting, Chris Chibnall, because it, it. I mean, I think the reason why um, the Yaz and Doctor scenes work so well is because they're so human and intimate and interesting and i think that's where chris chibnall does well whereas with all the sci-fi stuff I, th I think he doesn't do that well whereas with russell t davis coming back which i'm really excited for he managed it, i mean i mean russell t davis let, let's keep in mind he's a genius television writer um and um and you know it, it, it's hard to compare anyone to him but davies is like just he manages to juggle all those things and still make it into a wonderful story. Um, yeah. Often by prioritizing the characters. Obviously, there are some there are some duds in the Tenant and Eccleston episodes. Yeah, um, they're still entertaining, but it's sort of um, but the all but it was always the case where back in the day I'll finish on this. Don't worry. Um, back in the day, the Doctor Who finales were just incredible and I'm, i don't think i'm being nostalgic about that no they like, were oh, they were real. they were great we we're we, we are we uh re-watching them just like yeah. certain episodes here and there and i forget how good they are like just genuinely like through character story they were, they were events like even yeah. even like non-sci-fi fans sat to watch what happened in the in the final episodes and you know the it was always like the penultimate episode and it's like to be continued it's like oh i don't know i can wait a week for the for the next mm. you know especially like after i mean season two was when they started it and then it just got better was i mean especially with uh david tennant's last episode which is i i would say one of the best hours of british tally yeah. um ever written uh and i and i honestly don't think i'm being um uh, I'm not exaggerating there. I, I think it's genuinely yeah. great TV um, and what a last episode to finish on. Um, and it hasn't got better since then. I thought some of the Moffat episodes are quite good, but um, and Chris Chibnall, he got better, but still it's sort of, because he, he started trying to be all kiddie at the start and they thought, yeah. okay, people aren't liking that. And he gradually got better. Fox was all right, um, but it's sort of all right there. And that's why I think Jodie Whittaker has got an unfair deal, because I think I think Jodie Whittaker is a good actor and I kind of like how she performs as the doctor, but I think Chibnall's just not, just wasn't the right writer for this. Um, and the style mm. they went with it didn't really work, but I'm looking forward to tonight's episode. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I'll, uh, I'll speed through mine. If you want, <laughs> yeah, hour, hour, hour and a, we're hour and a half, 90 minutes in. This film's Sorry. nearly as long as Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> I um so I watched the new Hellraiser. Um, okay, all right. Long story, long story short, it was it was all right. There were some missed opportunities. Um, there are some really good ideas. I love how they really build on the, the Leviathan. Um, for okay. those who haven't seen Hellraiser, the Leviathan is like what the Cenobites kind of come from. It's very Lovecraftian. Um, they really delve into that way more than the original. Um, I think if I had to be really honest, I think where it lacks is they don't go far enough in some places. And I don't mean just unnecessary gore because I wasn't a big, I, I'm never a big fan of, oh, just show me someone getting tortured. Uh, I don't, unless it has a, a purpose, 
but this is where I kind of felt felt this film fell short because this film the purpose is that and for the first half they really tease it in some really good one of the first shots which I don't want to ruin but is spectacular with the first person who gets let's just call it cenobited and mm-hmm. I very I very much was like what a fantastic way of an homage with doing it differently and I um, the middle is where it falls for me. The middle is a bit waff, just waffle. Like, oh, we need to run the time. We just need to run it. Um, but the ending, I think, serves a good purpose. And I think they are going to make some sequels to this. And I, I will say that I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel. I think that Pin, the actress who plays Pinhead did it superbly. I think that they didn't overdo it. And I also think that... Um, the cast was good. There was actually a story. Uh, I said this to Rhea when we were watching it, that similar to the Evil Dead remake, they make a purpose for why people would want to go to the box rather than people just picking it up and then playing with it. They actually have a purpose to why people are like, I want to solve the puzzle box. And unlike the original, which this isn't a spoiler, it is in the trailer, but the puzzle box has levels to it. So once you do the square, it then changes its shape to a different shape, which then you have to solve that shape and it changes to a different shape and it's different levels of the Leviathan. So you've got like, you know, um, sexual pleasure, um, love, desire, um, um, pain, power. And, and they did that quite well. But I think it just falls flat a little bit in the middle because they desperately didn't know what to do. And I also think for their amazing designs uh, that they really did go all out on, um, they don't show them enough and they have nothing to do in the middle. They literally, there's there's a really cool Cenobite, which I think Kev, especially you'll agree, that is probably really cool to see. He does nothing. He's in one shot and it's like you, in the build up to this, you built him up as we can't wait to show this Cenobite and it's one shot. And I was like, you you really, you, you could have used that second half to have fun with this, like really go in. Save it for the people. next one. So. Um, so yeah, I, I would give it. I think I gave it a seven out of ten. I think okay. it's 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 good enough that I would. I'm excited to see and where they. I won't spoil it at all, but where the ending leaves it. Is that coming I'm on very, Disney? Well, this is the thing. It it should do because it's Hulu. But I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they've actually figured out a plan yet. But I imagine so. I would love but, it if it did come for Halloween. Yeah. For for most for most Hulu titles come to come to Disney Plus. Sometimes they go to Amazon Prime though, so that'll be it'll be interesting. Also, I just I just hope it gets a UK release yeah, yeah. in some sort of way because I do th- I don't I will agree though this unlike um I can't remember it, the the newest Predator I can't remember what it was called again but Prey um, was it Prey that was it unlike Prey where I thought this could have been in the cinema I did have some issues with the CGI. But this film, I do think, should go to Hulu because I don't think they have honed in too much on what Hellraiser is about. Um, but I do think that they've got the mythology and the story down, which is what I like. So uh, good. And the acting was great. Like, I think the acting, all of the cast, there was not one cast member where I was like, you're shit. I thought all of them served a good purpose. Um, I watched the, uh, I also watched the final episode of Rings of Power. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. The 
the twist that I had called in the first episode, which I just knew. I was like, "See, yes. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't predict that twist." At yeah, all. I, I, I kind of gloated a bit. Me again. Me and Rhea. <laughs> we, me and Rhea have been watching them, and Rhea had a different idea of who, let's mm. just say, a certain character could be. And I very much at the very first episode was like, "That's that's that's that character." I mean, mm. everything about that character is so. They're doing a Lord of the Rings yeah. level sort of twist of who is this character? But I was like, that's good writing to change it on its head in a in an yeah. opposite way. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, I just hope my only thing is that I just hope that with season two, we don't lose the momentum. I think that for people who are like, again, I won't rant on this, but for people who are there going, you've ruined Tolkien's work. Oh, the timeline, the timeline doesn't make sense. It's like, <laughs> it's like you just got to, like, I'm, I, I hate to break it, but the way they ended it, I was like, yeah, we're on track to... Mm. The it, was, it, was, it, it, it was interesting to see some of the reviews, not not from the like the twats on just you know yeah. from their bedrooms, but from like um, interesting like Telegraph and the Guardian and stuff like that. They were initially reviewing it episode by episode and saying, "Oh, this isn't very good," is it? And then when it got to episode six, it's like, "Okay, actually, this is getting good now." And then yeah. eventually, it got there so were, I think yeah, they were building up, and then they've they've done quite well with it. There, there were there were about two episodes, I think we said when we were watching it that we were like, um, "So the episode um, where we explore, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say where we explore a certain." Region region of middle earth which is very well known um the episode after that i felt was a bit slow and boring a little bit of well there's not much happening this is clearly yeah. an aftermath sort of scenario but i uh we were a bit worried about the finale because we were like what are they gonna do but i think the reveal and how they've actually like now putting in motion of what we know is going slowly into yeah what's gonna and happen actually... was good it actually made me uh, it, well. It made me very happy, but it was it was it was that kind of because you kind of worry about obviously where the writing will end up, and it yeah. kind of okay. If we were to accept all the bad, all the flaws in the writing from before, you kind of worry. You kind of worrying about where they're going to end up. It's like, okay, is this going to end up somewhere shit or somewhere good? And I think happily, it it went somewhere good, and that kind of it made me admire the writing more. Obviously, yeah. there are still some flaws. I think. Um, but I think those are first season flaws. I, I think we're going to see yeah. um, some a lot of An increase. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, what else? So yes, yeah, so that was the Rings of Power. Um, I watched uh, House of the Dragon, which is really good. I'm looking forward. Very simple with this one. I think it's good. It's kind of returning to its form of what the original seasons of Game of Thrones kind of really did well. Um, yeah. I my issue is is that obviously know the timeline of house of the dragon uh completely uh with some little elements where i'm like oh they're doing this differently or, oh i can't remember this but i just hope that they don't try and speed through like i hope and i know george rr martin has said that he wants to have a good amount of seasons to tell the whole story i think four didn't he say like four seasons? yeah and I, and I just hope he sticks with it um i don't want a season eight of game of thrones where we just go like oh we can't be asked anymore throw everything in one episode just quickly let's skip by it um so that that's really good i'm looking forward to the final ironically i think it's tonight in america whatever but to tomorrow for the for the uk or or it is tonight for the uk um i was very excited to learn that the last of us is coming to sky atlantic 
because mm-hmm. similar yeah. to House of the Dragon, it's premiering yeah. on HBO Max, so you, that'll you, show. Yeah. Usually, you get the it's got to get the HBO shows. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm over the moon. For that. Well, they haven't get, they haven't given a month Next yet. Next year, I've seen the trailer though. Looks amazing. Yeah. yeah um, although I am, as I said last time, I'm just hesitant on Bella Ramsey's yeah. uh, p- portrayal, but. Don't know, and then and then my final watch was She Hulk, which I imagine Jess as well. I know you you watch. I'd love to hear what you thought of this. Um, just, I guess, without going into what I too much of like the whole episode because whatever. I think for me, I'm fifty fifty on this series because for the people who out there who are like. Oh my god! Uh, she broke that. She breaks the fourth wall. She broke the fourth wall. Read a She-Hulk comic, and you'll learn. Um, you'll learn that yeah, that is ex- she did. You know, she broke the fourth wall way before Deadpool did. And a lot of people are like, you know, oh well, I didn't like how she was so you know meta. And it's like she's always been meta. I mean, one of the best moments in a comic is where the villain is about to strike her down and says a big line of dialogue and she rips the the paper and is like, this is my comic. I decide how it ends. Uh, This is not how it should go. This is just lazy writing. And I see a lot of people going like, oh, well, Deadpool is copying Deadpool. And it's like, that to me is unfair criticism. But what I will argue on the opposite side is with how this series ended, I feel like it went slightly overboard with some of its meta attributes of how it was trying to and i i like certain things i liked how it was seeming to go one way and she stopped the episode this is not a spoiler but she stopped the episode and said it should go this way like let's really hone in on the writing but what i didn't like was a certain robot where it was very much talking in a big room and doing like innuendos to the car- to the camera of like you know your favorite character I fucked him ooh here and it was like well to me that's that's not meta that's like the writer going like we know on twitter you'll bash it and it's like when meta I don't mind meta if it's like let's break the fourth wall Deadpool is a prime example of what they've done with the films that I like where it's like oh do you think this is going to happen this is going to happen but let's change that sort of thing whereas I feel like She-Hulk the series really did try and kind of go oh well all of you complain about these things so stop complaining uh you know, I I think it's fair to say, obviously, like Dead Daredevil showed up in this, and I wrote this in our group chat that I was just felt like he he's he's done great. Obviously, it's the same actor. Uh, Char- I think it's Charlie Cox who plays yeah. him. He's a great actor. He plays Deadpool exactly the same in the sense of his his the way he delivers the lines and everything. But I do feel that they've made it a bit more PG, um, which is understandable because the Netflix series kind of went more darker. What I don't like is when characters are there, like almost in your face, going, hey, "Did you like it that I fucked him?" And it's just like, well, you saying that you invoke the reaction. Like, let's have fun with it. Like, I don't care. Like that. Yes, that's part of an episode, but to me, it's like have more fun with the story. Like, I love how it's like, oh, you thought the episode was going to go this way. No, we've done that before. 
that's boring let's actually have some character development i was like that's really clever what i just don't like it where the writers are almost like we know you're bashing it on twitter um let's make fun of it because and i and, and i feel like that to me it stops you mentioned it earlier it stops being that really fun thing where it's like oh this story's building up to an end game i can't wait to see how the pieces fit instead that's just like while the show but but equally the she hulk the comics have always been a very standalone fun story um lawyer-esque show um and for that i really did i i liked it i think that i would give the series as a whole i think i'd give it a seven again because i think that for, every, for the things i don't like the good outweighs it and it is i think the actress who plays she hulk is great um I do think some of the lines in it, though, is, is are cringy. Um, in that last episode, they have the, let's just say, the villain who throughout the whole of the series has been very, like, deceiving, and I liked that. But then in the last episode becomes this, you know, yeah, bro, I'm going to take you down, bro. And I was like, why, why are you going this way with this? <laughs> like, this to me is just so shoehorned of we want to portray society, and it's like... I know that that's there, but I I try and watch stuff to get away from that. I don't need it in my shows where like I really want to invest. And I, you know, it's like One Division. Um, I really loved that show. Me and Dad watched that through COVID, and it was great. And I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's boring. Nothing's happening." Where's like Mephisto? Where's the big villain who's gonna Marvel battle? And my least favorite episode was the last episode where they they did kind of go back to, well, we need a big fight in the city and yeah. effects, effects, effects. Whereas I think this show for the most part did a really good job of doing a lawyer show and having fun with it. But in that last episode really tried to cram in like, Oh, we know you'll bash this shit either way. So we'll kind of take the piss out of you a bit. And I was like, well, you can fourth wall break, but yeah, maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> So right. yeah, I'd give it a seven out of ten. Nice, Jess. Seven. I'm uh, not yeah, going to watch it though. Cringy. Yeah. Uh, I liked the episode before the last one more than anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I watched uh, *Malevolent* with Florence Pugh. Love her. She's great. Terrible film. Don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> it is so shit. One of the actors in it literally, he's like in pain or like in certain situations, and you can tell he's trying not to smile. <laughs> like, he's like smirking through the whole film and then I looked him up and he's had like barely any jobs after that so that's good. <laughs> but that's so bad so yeah don't watch it that's it okay Jess well next week we're <laughs> next week because we're, we're obviously one hour 46 in which is quite long for us so we've got Annabelle creation will be the next episode 97 I think Dan's hot big Belzebuff, or wherever you say it. They want to follow us on Twitter. It's the Bones or a Pod. Instagram's Bones or a Pod. You can email us at Bones or a Pod at gmail.com. Um, and that's about it, really. So uh, many thanks for watching and and listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. I think it'll be after Halloween, though. Pretty mm. sure. So uh, we'll see you all then. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Bye. See you later.
ignorant.